Cuphead and all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here, and it is Thursday. Yep, it is a Thursday, all right. Looks like we got some weather out there, so I'll make do. I hope you're having a good day. And first off, I want to deal with a voicemail with uh, Colin from Spike Pit. Go, Colin, go. Hi, Glenn. It's Colin, Spike Pit. Just listened to your last episode. Um, so you're, you're doing reviews. You're playing the game. You're running adventures. You're doing a podcast every day. Um, you're doing your YouTube videos. Probably most importantly, you're getting new players and your grandkids and other youngsters into the game. Uh, I don't see how you're not in the OSR. How are you outside looking in, mate? Basically, I think everything you're doing, that's that's what the OSR is all about. And um, you've not been doing it for five minutes either, have you? So, you know, you've been in the hobby for ages. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see it, mate. I definitely think you're, you know, key part of the OSR. Definitely not outside looking in. Maybe I misunderstand you and I know what you're saying, but from where I'm looking, you're definitely part of the OSR, mate. Catch you later. Thank you much, Colin. Thanks for that voicemail. And, yeah, um, I'll address that in a moment as soon as I read this email. But thank you for calling, Colin. I I always appreciate you. You're, You're one of the good ones. You just you just do great. But right now, I want to address an email I got from Adam Simpson about the same subject about last episode. And he says, hello, Adam Simpson here. I just finished episode 112 where I heard you discuss your place in the OSR. As a reviewer of OSR products, your contribution is quite different from a reviewer of movies. Advertising and numerous voices on the internet make almost everyone aware of what movies are available. OSR products are different. Even with my online activity, I don't hear about most of what's out there. Your reviews make many people aware of things they wouldn't hear otherwise. And that was from Adam Simpson. Thank you, Adam. Both of you guys have put that in perspective for me. And it'll it'll be this might happen every once in a while because I I don't have any really medical condition, but I do suffer from very very low self esteem. And I try not to make a whole big deal about it, but sometimes I just wonder where I stand everywhere. And I just, I don't know. It's, it's me, you know. So <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for that, guys. I appreciate it. Anyway, what I want to talk about today was maps. I hate doing maps. I like it when I can steal a map. I've gotten lazy and... If I look at an area and I go, oh, gosh, boy, oh, boy, I need a map for that one. Uh, first thing I do is jump on the Internet. The first place I go to is Dyson's. See what he's got. Because if he doesn't have anything exactly what I need, say, not the right amount of rooms or something like that, I can always print it out and change it. And so that's a good thing. Any map, you could do that. But there's other places you can get maps. Heck, you can go to Watsi. You can go to Wizards of the Coast website and dig around there in their archives somewhere. And they'll have their... Remember the old map a day during third edition? I'll bet they still have those on there in the archives. And if they don't have it, the Internet Archive will have it. I know 
Watsy jumped on him for putting back issues of Dragon on there, but I still think that the Map of Day stuff is there, so... Glenn. Oh, my brain's talking to me. That was Map of Week, not Map of Day. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Carry on. Anyway, other resources out there. There are plenty of blogs out there with maps. If you've got box sets or modules, you can pull maps out of there. And that's usually what I do. And it's become very, very handy. I've also started to do the dice drop dungeon thing, where you just take a piece of... Uh, you, you see me do it on the, on the videos, and I talked about it here. Take a piece of graph paper and drop some dice on it, see where they land, and that's where the rooms are. Now, filling said dungeon... That's a challenge too, but it's a challenge I'm up to. What I do is I sit down and look at the map, and I think what is needed. And the one thing I want to do, and I do, I do a bullet list. I just do a bullet list of everything, you know, room one, two, three, four, five, and then do the bullet list like that. You know, I'd rather not do that, even though I do do that, because I have not yet figured out a way because they don't make the maps big enough where I can just either write the whole thing in bullet form, in short shorthand, inside the room itself, or next to it, or something like that. That would really make it handy. I've, I've seen a couple of things like that. I mean, they talk about point crawls. That's what you do with a point crawl when you're doing a, a point crawl instead of a, a hex crawl. And it, it would, it would re really make my job a lot easier if I could do it like that. Also, I've been thinking about trying to come up with every single type of dungeon I can think of, from a dugout to an old mine to a ruins or whatever. And, you know, I've talked about benchmarks before. You can do a benchmark for a dungeon. What you do is you come up, I want to come up with like a master list of everything you need in a dungeon to be a working dungeon or not working dungeon. The, a dungeon to me, dungeon history is just as important because what was this thing before it became a ruin? Or have something, some other creatures move in or just be abandoned? So there's that. But what I need to come up with is a master list of what's in a dungeon. What's, what's the basics that you need to be in a dungeon to live in there, if you're going to live in there? I mean, tombs and other things... Are, I'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, you've got to do entrance, kitchen, barracks, bathrooms, etc., etc., etc. Right down on down the line. There's your master list. Those things usually have to be a dungeon. And I say usually because there are always exceptions. A tomb would not have a kitchen in it. That kind of thing. So it would be great if I could come up with like a book or some kind of list where I had a master list and then break it down to what you would you use in a ruins. What would you, what would you put in a tomb? What would you put in a an abandoned mine? What would you put in a regular dungeon? What would you put in a dugout? You know, and just go down the line and you can do things like, okay, here's the basics: a mine. Subtract this room, add this room, and this room. Or, let's say, a wizard's tower. Take the basics. You don't need this. You do need this. Add a torture room, maybe an alchemical laboratory. And you'd had a list of everything that's in these types of dungeons. And you can just pick and choose. That way, you can actually do the... Either, if you're going to do the bullet list, or any kind of list, you can do it 
faster, or if you can write small enough or get a map big enough, write it right in the room. And that's all you have to do. And if you have a basic list, you can write like room four, kitchen, see a basic list or something like that. And so you would have something to work with, some kind of system to work with if you want to have to come up with dungeons. Because there are times when I've, I've tried to come up with dungeons and if whether I'm doing dice drop or stealing a map or getting one off the internet, I'm going like, hmm, now what exactly do I need here? Uh, it's a 12-room dungeon and what should I put where? I'm not even talking about traps and monsters and stuff. Just what the basic layout of the dungeon. Okay, does it need a kitchen? Yes. Does it need a barracks? No. Does it need a wizard's lab? Yes. And just go down the line. I try to, I rack my brain trying to remember all this stuff. And sometimes I forget a room. You know, it's like, where are they going to, where are they eating? Oh, shoot. I forgot a, I forgot a kitchen or a dining room or something like that. So you would come up with a base, a baseline, a baseline benchmark, what's in a dungeon. And then you would extrapolate from anything I can extrapolate from. I like, I'm all about, I've told you about this, I'm all about the benchmarks because I need a base. I need a baseline. I need something to work from. To me, art is a taking away, but you need the baseline to do the taking away or adding. So it makes a lot of sense to do it that way. If I could, I don't know, maybe I could do a PDF or something, or somebody else could do it. Anybody out there want to do this? I mean, I'm, I'm open to it. I, I got to sit down and figure out what exactly you do and what, what's a good reference reference. I need to do my, my research on this on the internet or wherever, but I think it'd be a really good idea to do your basic dungeon or your basic dungeon kit or whatever you want to call it. Anyway, well, if you have any opinions on this or anything else, you can always voicemail me at anchor and you can always voice uh, email me at oldmancrogner@gmail.com, at gmail.com. Just like Adam did. And I am monetized now, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program, and I would appreciate it. Okay, so, time to start the day, and until I see you guys next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. (laughs) 